Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball special episode. Me and Rosie talking about the deadline and some of the recent antics in MLB. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you very much for joining us today on the midweek episode. Not a live show, pre-taped, but just as good as ever. And especially today, since there's no Jake and there's no Trevor. It's me, Rosie, BBD. Both of those guys are just, I don't know, sitting on lawn chairs in the sun, soaking up some rays, enjoying uh, Cabo and Key West, respectfully. So Yeah, so it was interesting. First of all, thank you for having me. Uh, secondly, BBD, it was great to meet you in person. I thought you were a guy that just lived inside of the Washington Monument on the bottom of my screen. So that was awesome to be able to see you in person. Um, did you enjoy it as much as I did? I think more. Ooh. I haven't really? stopped talking about it. <laughs> I was happy to get out of the box. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. As far as those two knuckleheads that are on vacation, Ploof uh, calls me over the weekend. And he says, listen, I got an emergency. I was like, God, is everything okay? He goes, I'm going to miss Monday and Tuesday's show. I have to go to Cabo. Yeah. Is everything okay? He goes, yeah, it's an emergency vacation. I was like, oh, Jesus. Seriously? So you and your hot wife get to go to Cabo. No problem. I'll take care of you. You know, and then he FaceTimed me from Cabo to ask if I could do this. He's like, I need a huge <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I don't know what happened with this Cabo trip, but I think they're living the good life. I don't, I think it oh. was like, uh, Hey, we got two extra tickets That's to Cabo. I don't think it was like they mad dashed and found the cheap flights and went. I think they no, got no. In, invited to some swanky Cabo it stuff. It was better than that. There are no tickets on the type of plane he went on. It's just yeah. when you all show up, it's time to roll. So yeah. that's that's the sort of life he's living. Plus, did you see him go with the Instagram Live? I think it was Friday night no. where he was at a party where Nelly was performing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I think he got an invite from that party. I don't know. Yeah, show. So that's what, and then I don't know what Jake's doing. He tried to explain to me that it's nice. He goes, "It's like getting together with my girlfriend's family, and we play all these silly games." Is, does this sound familiar? He, uh, I believe his his sweet Jessica's family does this vacation like this week every year, and he's never mm -hmm. been able to go because Jake and I haven't taken time off ever in the last three right, years. Season. Uh, during the season, so it, we had like a hard no. I think we went to a bachelor party together once Ooh. in 2019, and it was like soul crushing. And we did all the pregame shows and the shows from the bachelor party, and that was like you know two days of half off. And so he, so this year since we have a little more wiggle room, where we found some success, we're not chasing it as much as before. He's like, I'll go. So it's with yeah. Jess and her dad and. They uh, go lobster hunting. So lobster hunting, I bet you he'd be great at that. He's, no, yeah. we watched a video and it's like people hold a tow rope behind a boat with scuba gear on, just searching the sea for, you know, ocean rats. And then, yeah. like, I guess you throw our hand up and you say, "I see some," and then you go, and like you go dive and you have to grab the lobster and it like scurries away from you and then you have to grab it like that's jake's gonna be jake we were laughing because it's like a prank like jake is going to be awful at that <laughs> i like it i can't wait to see what color he comes back as he's probably going to come back lobster colored oh yeah he 
He gets pretty dark, but he can't even hold his breath during, like, an episode, you know? So how's he going to hold his he's, breath? He's a self-described not strong swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, because he's so dense. He's thinking, <laughs> let's be honest here. Well, I think that's it's what like he said. Dropping, yeah, it's he, like dropping a kettlebell in the water. Yeah, I think and he the, said, like, my body is not made for swimming. And so. I, th- I think everyone in the family is expected to get, like, six lobsters. So that's the, the funny on. part. Like, no, you're each person is allowed to get catch six lobsters. So I think her dad, like each person times six, like you have. We're getting the max amount, so you have to get six lobsters. So yeah, dude, yeah. You pull your weight around here. Let's see. I can't wait to hear about it. Pressure's on for those guys. Yeah, it's a quick trip. It's forty eight hours. He'll be back on Thursday because mm. then we're gonna be doing trade stuff. You know, reactions to actual trades that have happened. Um, And that's a little bit of what we're doing here. And I'll get the ad out of the way because it's brought to you by Roman. You got to go to getroman.com slash talking to get $15 off your first month. First month of what, you may ask? Well, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. They got U.S. licensed healthcare professionals that will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. It ships to you with two with two day shipping. Whole process is straightforward and discreet. So it's simple, guys. You got a problem? You want to check out some stuff? You want to be better? You want to better yourself? You go to getroman.com/talking. You get fifteen dollars off your first month. So go there and get started. Getroman.com/talking. All right. So there's. Trade deadlines and trade rumors galore, and I want to pick your brain about what teams we think really should be buying heavily because they're actually contenders, what teams don't fall into that category, and then, like, uh, second part of this conversation, I told you, I just want to ask how you navigate the rumor world. You've been in this arena for way longer than all of us, and I'm as cynical as it comes to it. So let's start off easier, though. Which teams... In the playoff hunt right now, do you think are not pl- like World Series contenders? And I, I don't know where you start here, Rosie, but I'm, again, like cynical. And I think there's usually only four teams out of the ten that make it right. that, like you say, yeah, that team could go the distance and actually do it. Okay, so let's – why don't we alternate? I'll pick one and then you pick one. Okay. Can do that? Yeah. So I will start with the Houston Astros. That would have been my pick as well. In. Yeah. They, they are a legit – they have got virtually everything. I think they are a Craig Kimbrell away from being the favorite. Not out of every team in baseball, not the American League, out of every team. They We can say whatever we want about 2017, and we have. And we can say that the commissioner fucked up by not punishing them. We have. This This is a talented team. Trash can, no trash can. They can hit the shit out of the baseball. And their starting rotation is the most underrated one in baseball. We don't ever talk about it, and it's really damn good. And think about the two names they've lost in the last two years. Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. And they're still kicking everybody's ass when it comes to the starting rotation. It's a really, really good team. And good for Dusty, too. Like, I love Dusty. I'm a Dusty fan, so I'll start there. Dusty's got a plan. Well, I was going to do a different team, but since you started with, you talked about Dusty, and I think this is a fun conversation, I'll take the Chicago White Sox. I think their top pitching, uh, Giolito, Lynn, Rodon, is is there. 
I think their bats are there. They're getting help internally right now, and I do expect them to make some trades. Uh, they have the big-time closer, and they have some other bullpen weapons. So I think the White Sox now, they haven't done it. They haven't been in a DS or a CS recently with this group, and I do like teams that go through that once or twice first. You know, like a grueling DS, CS, where you really are in it. They haven't done that, but I still think with Larusa. Uh, and um, the crew they have, I think they're an actual contender to win the World Series. Uh, I, w- I only chose them because of the bridge. I don't think they're, like, the second. I wouldn't place right. them second. But La Russa and Dusty don't like each other, so I'm just rooting for them to meet up in the CS. That's two really old-school managers that, you know, have a fun storyline. They're just two old managers, too. You could have stopped after that. Yeah. You didn't have that school. They're just old managers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another reason I like them, they've got a cakewalk to that division title. I mean, who knows? Oakland could still turn it on. I'm not a firm believer in Seattle. I love the story, but I don't think they can chase chase down Houston, although they do play um, – who is it that plays? Well, Oakland plays its last 13 against Seattle and, and Houston. I did check that the other day. So they might have a shot at the end of the season, but we'll see. Uh, number three, I think, it, I think the Dodgers, because I think they're going to make some moves. Yeah, I, I, I was going to take them, but I pivoted. But Dodgers are there. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, first of all, I think Trevor Bauer's done. I don't think, we, we haven't talked a lot about it. I, I don't think he's thrown another, he's going to throw another pitch out there. I don't know if he'll ever throw another pitch in baseball, but the Dodgers are going to have to go somewhere to get some innings, right? When Dustin May got injured early in the season, I said, this is not going to hurt them now through September. But come October, that could really hurt. Because you can use Dustin May wherever, and I thought he could just be a stud. So I think they're going to have to pick up another starter. They definitely need help in the bullpen, and somebody has got to put an APB out for Cody Bellinger. I, I don't. I think it's probably one of the least talked about stories. Is that since his MVP season, he has been MIA. He has done virtually nothing. Yeah, but I, with all that being said, I still think they're a true World Series contender. I also think that they're like the opposite of the White Sox. They've been to CS to CS to World Series to World Series. That that on switch might be easier for them to find. But they do need to make a trade. I like Barrios for them. I don't think he's a crazy Mm -hmm. difference maker, but he's going to be, you know, if he's the three, if it's it's Walker, Clayton, Barrios, um, or even uh, Urias. Urias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so – like I don't think Price, I don't think Bauer's coming back, and we're still refraining from waiting for the hearing to come out before I really let loose. I'm trying to be responsible, but yeah. as everyone else knows that's tough for me because I have a lot of thoughts on it. it I, I, listen, we all do, and it's a it's a very difficult area to discuss. But when we're talking about trades and why teams might make them, you yeah. have to at least mention it. It's, yep. it's a grown up thing to do. Um, all right, the next team that I think is like <sighs> you're struggling to come up with a fourth one, aren't you? Yeah, I don't believe in a lot of teams, but I mean, people get so mad at me, and it's like it's not about you. Uh, I'll go the Padres. Um, okay. Their uh, Melanson's been great. They got a bullpen. They can get help if they need it, um, and they have starters. You know, I mean, I think I told Jake that I'm not like 
and Jake said, like, you know, I believe in Snell and Darvish when it comes to the postseason. I'm not auto. I believe in those guys like I am with, like, kind of Kershaw and, and Bueller a little more that way. But they do have the starters that you need. I, they should, they're also in talks with Barrios. But I do think the Padres can win a World Series this year. It would not surprise yeah. me. I wouldn't be like, oh, that, came, that team really came out of nowhere or whatever. No, they've got a lot of pieces. And picking up Adam Frazier, who was a hits leader at the time of the trade, I thought it was fascinating because I think there's move, more moves that have to be made because now you've got, in my opinion, you've got six everyday guys. We talked about this on Instagram Live, right? You've got Tatis, Machado, Frazier, uh, Trent Grisham, whom I really love out there, Cronenworth, uh, and whomever is catching that day. So that's six of the eight. So that leaves four guys that have been consistent everyday players to battle it out and shuffle around for two spots, right? Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, Tommy Pham, and Jerkson Profar. Good luck trying to balance that and keep everybody happy. The one aspect, this is not fantasy baseball. These are human beings whose lives you're you're screwing with, right? So as much as we all say, hey, it, it's easy to put Eric Hosmer on the bench. Go ask Eric Hosmer if it's easy to be put on the bench. Yeah, now there now there's heavy rumors they're trying to trade him, um, a la like Mookie Betts and David Price, where you you take on Hosmer's contract, but you get w- one of the Padres' number yes. one prospects yes. for taking it on, which kind of makes sense. And Hosmer's been hot this July. He's got a lot of years of control, so you wonder where the money would go to. But he's also stays healthy and. And plays so like there he's still an asset if the money's not if you pay much less than what he's owed and the Padres chip in somewhat but we'll see if that happens. Yes. All right. So we've we've got four teams identified. Next is the Boston Red Sox. I think uh, behind the Giants, I think they are the the second biggest story of the season in terms of success. Uh, you know they've got five guys in that lineup that just mash. I know how jealous you are because they seemingly play, you know, the same six or seven guys every day and maybe only rotate a couple of spots here and there. You, Chris Sale, good luck finding a pickup like that at the deadline, you know, and the, and the Red Sox don't have to give up anything in order to get that. There's now rumors that, that, that they might go after Craig Kimbrell and bring him back. Of course, he wasn't great in 2018 when they won it all. In fact, they were scared to death of putting him out there, which is why – other guys closed it when it came to the World Series. But they're really good. They're really good in a lot of areas. Yeah, I'm such a pitching snob um, and a snob in general. Like, I, I'm kind of out of teams. Like, the Red Sox can win the DS, can go in the CS. But, I mean, right now, if sales good, and he's coming back from Tommy John, so that's a lot to put on him to have him be the ace of a staff in the postseason run post-Tommy John. But, you know, Evaldi, Pavetta, Richards, Erod, like, not having good years, the offense is bailing them out, and come come postseason, that's not usually the formula. You need you need starters. Well, you don't need innings. You don't need seven innings out of starters. No, you definitely don't. But you need, you need some. Five. You need some guys that are going to go. You need some aces. But you need some dominant pitchers. You do, unless you hit like they do. You know, when we talk about bailing them out, if that's your strength, play to your strength. And Alex Cora. If we have a managerial fantasy draft, where are you taking him? Up one there. One or two, probably. Yeah, one or two, probably. So, yep. uh, they're like a second tier for me. I think every other team is a little bit – because I, I, I tell you, I just I look at top three starters, 
And the Red Sox don't even have a guy right now. Okay. So why haven't you mentioned the San Francisco Giants? I like their I like their starters a lot. Um I like the Giants. I think I'd put I think I would have said them next. Um I need Gossman to like come back to life because if he continues to have mm-hmm. poor starts or something like that, that's scary. But they're like yeah, I like the Giants. They're they're kind of like they remind me of the Royals in 15 in a weird way because they're just so pitching heavy and timely hits and like grind. They're at bats, you know. And I, I don't know how they look. Uh, I'd ask Giants fans to tell me. I'm not trying to be like, how do they look against top tier starters? Because sometimes they're grinding wins, you know. Yeah. Like you know, well, did- coming into this. Coming into this three-game set against the Dodgers, and we're taping this show, they were 5-8 and eight against the Dodgers. I don't know what their record was against the Padres. I'd have to look. Um, they're, they're good against they're, – they're 29 and 22 of 500 teams, but, like, you know, the offense is so scrappy, and it's awesome, and I love it. Right. And they're always in games and they fight. But, you know, do they uh, – can they get shut down easily? I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering because you look at the lineup, and it's not like the Red Sox one. It's not just like, wow. Those guys are right. going to hit. So I think we're both on the fence about that, although I would like to see Farhan Zaidi. I think he's the guy that – I think he is the GM that had to make the biggest about face in terms of what his philosophy was going into 2021 and what the reality is. The philosophy was, well, this is going to be one last cute little run with our veterans. We've gotten off to a great eight-week start, and all of a sudden they're still sitting in first place in the National League. And now it's like, oh, my God, is this team really good enough to – to get to a world series for the first time since 2014. Like, do we owe it to our fans? Cause we've been dragging them through dog shit the last few years, revamping our farm system. So if they go out and get a Max Scherzer, if they trade for a Craig Kimbrell, if they bring in a Chris Bryant, don't they owe it to that fan base? And then if so, wouldn't your thought on that franchise change? Yeah. I, well, I love the way the Dodger, the giants run their franchise. Hmm. I think they're respectful to their fan base, and it's awesome that they're good right now. And it's pretty easy because compared to the Oakland. Right, right. (laughs) I think the one team that we haven't discussed might surprise me is the Milwaukee Brewers because they have like a one, two, three where you're like, okay, locked and loaded. And then as long as Williams comes back and is healthy, there's not a better eight, nine combination than he and Hayter. Right, there's no question marks there. So the question is, do the do the Brewers pull off a big time bat deal? Because yeah. it feels like like they could ride the wave created by the Milwaukee Bucks, and let's go for it. We heard that that celebration motivated the Brew Crew. You know, Deer hey. Park, Deer District, is that Deer District? Yeah, yeah. And mo- they're like, oh shit, we want that. No joke. I believe in that. Spin it back five years to my city. It's almost like a parallel railroad tracks. The Cavs won the first title ever for that franchise. First one since 1964 in the city of Cleveland. Small market Midwest team. Superstar on the squad. Baseball team, what do they do? They pulled off a huge deal for Andrew Miller. They tried a big one for Jonathan Lucroy. They ride that wave all the way to game seven of the World Series. There are parallels to be drawn here. Look at Tampa. So, yeah, Tampa's got it going. I mean, that's Tampa Bay is 
it's rolling. But they're just they're just such a different animal than anybody else, right? The Rays, the the way they manage their team, you know. They don't. They. I mean, I. You need your guy Glass now to come back. Um, yeah. But the, I don't think their formula works in the playoffs, and I've been pretty frustrated with my Yankees for copying the Rays' formula because I don't think it works in the playoffs. <laughs> I think you need starting damn pitchers. What's that? Came damn close last year. Yeah, it came close, but they rode Anderson into the ground and then didn't didn't yeah. change didn't change when it was the writing was on the wall. They were too stubborn to go with it. They're like, this is the formula that got us there when anyone in the world was like, how? I mean, there's video of me at that game saying, well, they still have to, they're still going to bring Anderson in. So this game's going to, like, they're still going to lose this game because they're going to bring Anderson. And it's no knock on Anderson. He got run into the ground. He did. He did. And, Not, and, yeah. Yep. So, so we've, we've come up with a, with a list that we like of Houston, Dodgers, White Sox. Padres, and then we are kind of throwing the Brewers in there. Yeah, I I, throw, I love the Brewers pitching, and I think they need to get a bat. Maybe, uh, yep. maybe Braun comes back from the beaches in Malibu. Think, would think, you? I don't know. Stop. And then, uh, you know what I'm interested? In? All these Olympic guys. Like, if David Robertson tears it up in the Olympics, someone's going to put him in the bullpen. You're right. That'll happen. Someone's going to put him yeah. in the bullpen if he has a good run in the Olympics. Leva Frage, man in third base for the Brew Crew, come October. He's a good. He's a good clubhouse guy to have. Certainly is. Um. Yeah. So I mean, what? Who's going to be really mad at us? The uh, I think the Giants because we're not buying all the way in. Certainly the Rays would be, but they're not going to be mad because they. They enjoy it when everybody disrespects them. Yeah, uh, the Mets, Mets, the they're going to be mad. Be yeah, they're always mad anyway. The Mets, they could win the world. They're on the same for me as like they can't without the Grom. Well, well, they need the Grom. Yeah, yeah, they need the Grom or or Scherzer if they pull that off, which I don't right. think they will. I don't think so either. So if there's a, it to me, that's like an incomplete on the report card. Until I know what you, what's happening with your best player, at least I know Lindor's coming back by the beginning of September to, you know, do something. I, I don't know where Jacob deGrom is. So I can't, it's I so can't odd. put them in that group. So Yeah. I mean, because he's, like, been battling and all that. So anyone else? No one else is going to be upset, right? No. Nor should they be. I mean, the A's? No. I mean, a few extra bullpen pieces. They just traded for Andrew Chapin. I like that move, but I don't even know if it's enough to, you know, and they just haven't figured out to get out of their own way in the playoffs in recent years. They lost in that play-in game to you guys a few years ago that Hendricks started. They lost to Tampa Bay at home a couple of years ago. Last year, yes, they, they got past the, the White Sox in the first round, but then lost to the Astros. That was the most disappointing showing of a team. Probably. Because they were all piss and vinegar, mad at the Astros, going to do wrong right or whatever, you know, do right, whatever right. it is. And then they just... Yeah. And that was like the 500 Astros. That wasn't this year's Astros. Yeah. They were... They were weren't they under 500? I think so. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm looking up right now to make uh, what do you got? to make Giants fans hate me more? I'm looking up some of the good pitchers in the division, like Walker Bueller, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, I want to just see what they've done against him. He's faced them three. No, he's faced them four times now. Seven point one innings pitched, one earned run. Six point two innings pitched, zero earned run. Six innings pitched, one earned run. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. So that's what I was. So that's wa- very good, right? <laughs> that's what I was wondering about this Giants team is like how, because because they just win, but they're not like blowing people out. They just win. Maybe they're just a b- beat the bullpen team. Who else well, should I look at? Darvish. Who else is in the? What's, who's another like going to be a one and two in the division? Yeah, Darvish is a guy. Six know, innings pitched, six point one one earned run for Darvish against the Giants, and then six innings pitched, one earned run for Darvish against the Giants. I'm Ooh. seeing a trend, Jimmy. That uh, they've gotten to Musgrove, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do Snell real quick before we get, and then I'll move on. Snell's splits are are weird. He's, yeah. he's been great in San Diego and terrible everywhere else. Yeah, he's got two good starts against them at home and then one bad one on the road. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So he can he cannot. But once again, if it's a do-or-die game, let's say that it's those two teams in the wild card game. It's you, Darvish, you're probably getting. Good luck. Yeah. I wonder, uh, like, you know, Bauer's not – going to pitch we both don't believe he'll be back and he's not there's all these rumors coming out that like the clubhouse doesn't want him back and right all that stuff but when he was pitching san francisco giants two games six innings pitched two earned runs 6.10 earned runs oh i'm sorry I'm, I'm this is mean now now i'm just being mean to the giants do you, do you have anything from milwaukee urias urias seven innings pitched one earned runs giants versus milwaukee Mm-hmm. Give me, give me that three-headed monster. Have they faced that at all this year? I'm. Let me I don't see. Remember. I'll pull it up. We're having, we're having fun here. <laughs> the Giants. See, this ex- is not fun for our Bay Area friends. <laughs> no, but that, that was what I was. I mean, this is a good exercise. I wanted to see how do they do against the one and twos that they're going to have okay. to face. You know. Uh, let's yeah. see. I have Burns here. Um, they have not faced him yet. Woodruff. So once again, they haven't scored any runs against him. Yeah. Woodruff, same thing. Maybe they haven't played yet. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. That's very possible. That's gonna be okay. fun. That's gonna be really fun then if those two teams have seven totally. games against each other. It'd be great. I'd be a big fan of it. Yeah, me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I'm checking, I'm checking. Or they have three games coming up in early August. Next weekend, basically, or two weekends, and then, then they play four games at the end of August, beginning of September. So yeah, yeah that'll be fun. That's it exactly. Let's talk about some of the guys that uh, seemingly are going to get moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Story, they have to move him. He's a rental. Like, get something mm-hmm. for him, right? Starling Marte, he said he's not signing an extension with you. Get something mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Bryant, Kimbrel. Uh, and then Scherzer, but I'm not sold that he has to move or he will move. It's it's kind of up to him. Yeah, but so look at it. I would look at the Scherzer thing backward here. It's not which team needs Max Scherzer. It's where does Max Scherzer want to go, in your opinion? 
right? Let's remember, he's got, he just, they just had a third kid earlier this year. So they got three kids under five. I can tell you as a parent, if, if, if I had that number at the beginning and I had already rubber stamped my trip to Cooperstown, I'd be like very, very specific, like one or two places tops. And my wife would have to sign off and say, you know, I would have to make sure she's in a good place. I've met her. She's a rock star. She's awesome. She's very funny on Twitter. But if like if he's gone for two months or three months, if they make a playoff run and she's got these three kids kicking and screaming and all of a sudden it that shit don't matter. Like you get home and mama ain't happy. It wasn't nice to go chase that ring. Yeah. And so, I and I wonder, you know, he's got the ring. He's got the accolades. He's got a Hall of Fame career. How much chasing does he need to do? That's that's him personally. Like you know, how hungry is he? And then, and then finding the right fit because it's a lot of money and there's deferred money. Like we had uh, passing on a while ago, and he was like, mm-hmm. if Scherzer's going to get traded, that's that would need to have been negotiated or started negotiating August one because it's so convoluted. Like dealing with his deferred payments and contract. And Jake said you're basically taking on another GM's mess. So I would, if I had to bet, I'd say he doesn't get moved. I hope for baseball's sake, he does move. And don't give me this bullshit. He wants to go back to St. Louis where he grew up and they drafted him out of high school. Really? You look at the Cardinals or you, even if they add Max Scherzer and somehow they get Flaherty for like the last three weeks of the season, you really feel like that's a team that can win it all. I sure as hell don't think so. Nothing personal, St. Louis, but I don't see it. Right? Dodgers make sense. Yes. Yeah. San Francisco. I don't know. Jimmy just kind of shot holes in that whole theory. <laughs> um, you know, anybody else on the East Coast? The Mets, obviously, but you talked about on Instagram Live on Monday that it's going to be a severe overpay by the Mets if they have to pry him away in the division. Yeah. What Like, so, what about the Red Sox? They're not going to do that because, like, Heim, Heim came out and said that they're not going to do rentals, basically. I think he had a – I think Heim Bloom had a quote that said, we're going to make the team better if it fits with our overall plan. Like, we're not – Stop. G- Stop. I hate that bullshit. Okay, that's that what is, I want to know. Is, okay, you, you, you said, well, you've been around this business for a long time. Yeah. What do you listen to? That's the sort of stuff where I know somebody's lying. Okay. I but like if that. if they're not, then it's a – it's a terrible philosophy to have or it doesn't work with what we're talking about. Big picture. You know what your picture should be? How do I get this team to be the last one standing in October? That's all you should care about. You've done an amazing job turning the corner quickly, right? You were the guy that was brought in to trade Mookie bets and you did it. And look at what this team is doing. None of us thought that they would be this far ahead. Certainly of the Yankees and probably the Blue Jays. And we, you know, we thought, okay, the Rays were a cute story last year. We'll see if they can keep it going. But man, the Red Sox have surprised the shit out of us. You owe it to those guys in the clubhouse. You owe it to the manager, Alex Cora, and you owe it to the fan base to go out and try and win this year. Go ask a thousand Red Sox out there on Yawkey Way if they feel like they changed the name of the street, which they should have. Whatever the hell we're calling it outside of Fenway Park. Go ask a thousand of them if they would rather have a trade that helps them for 2024 or if they could go get Max Scherzer. Go ask him, Jimmy. How many of them are going to say, go get that weird-looking guy with 13 different eye colors? Yeah. 
They'll get him and Kimbrell, but it's a lot of money. But you're not going to pay a lot of uh, prospect capital. It's a rental. You're getting him for 10 games. Rentals don't go for anything these days. And he has the no trade, so it could very easily be a situation where he's not waving yes. that unless he gets a, like a two-year extension thrown on there because he's still good. Back home. That is true. That is true. You know, that's why I predicted Charlie Morton would go to the Braves in the offseason because it was the closest to Florida that wasn't a Florida team, and I got that right. Yep. Like, well, if I expand where I play a little bit, it's going to be Atlanta. So, right. I but I, I would still bet Scherzer doesn't get moved. And there, there was the like half reported. I mean, Feinstein tweeted that Scherzer prefers West Coast contenders. So I yeah. don't know why. Right. That's what right. I don't understand. I would, I would love to hear that one as to why the West Coast. He doesn't have a place out here, as far as I know. He lives in Florida in the off season. But shit, he might be so rich, he might have a place in each. He can get one. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. All right, let's uh, – what was another guy we should talk about? Craig Kimbrell, you said Astros. We talked on your show. It just seems like Astros are Red Sox for him. Um, He's been really yes, good this now, year. Now, I read one team earlier today, and do you think it makes sense – I, I want to talk about them in general. Philly. I do think it makes sense because that, that division – can be up for grabs. And Philly, I mean, they're still projected to win it on a lot of, like, algorithms and shit. Right. Because their schedule is pretty easy the rest of the way, and and they're talented. Um, And, again, uh, a rental isn't going to cost crazy amounts, you know, if you just get this dude for two months. Um, But we have seen closers actually, you know, We've seen people pay for for closers a little bit. Probably be like, yeah, probably be like one top ten prospect. Uh, the biggest example would be Chapman and the Cubs, but that was a team that hadn't won a World Series in forever, and we're going to overpay no matter okay, what. And they sent Glaber to the mean? Yankees. Which team has got the longest playoff drought in the National League? Phillies, yeah. The Do they have prospects, the Phillies? They, they, they don't. I think they're top three. I read it a few weeks ago. I thought their top three were pitchers, but they're not like people aren't falling over themselves to go get their farm system. It's like their number one Whatever. prospect is Mick Abel, uh, and he's in single A, and he's not expected to be yeah. up until 2024. So, yeah, they might not have the most. Uh, he's 19 right. years old. Did they just draft this dude? I think it was last year. I think he was a 2020. He was their 15th uh, overall pick last year, and he's – Yeah, I mean, that's a bad farm system if you're 15th overall pick, 19-year-old last year is the number one. Their, pre, their preseason MLB.com farm system ranking was 23rd in baseball. So They only have one in the top 100, it looks like, and it's that no, dude. That's there. what I'm saying. Spencer Howard that, graduated. That makes it difficult. Yeah. That makes it difficult. Um, but, you know, I was just talking about, in general, Philly's philosophy. You are a – you're a veteran slash old team, right? It's Harper, Real Muto, McCutcheon, uh, Segura, Hoskins now is put in a few years. So it's not like guys that are 23 and 24 and you're building some – like you got to get going. You know who the Phillies point. are going to get? D-Rob after the Olympics. Joe Girardi loves his dudes. It's true. Get him That's for – Get him for – Million bucks to play for you for two months. 
I heard he called down to the bullpen the other day and said, "Hey, get thirty up. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Right, get get Dellen up too. Um, yeah, I still like Kimbrel to Houston or the Red Sox. Yep, I do too. Chris Bryant. I don't know about this one. Where do you have Chris Bryant going? I think San Francisco is a fun choice. I think it's really fun. I think a, a lot of Mets fans like him there. Uh, that would probably cost you guys that are already there, though. By the way, I think with San Francisco would, too, although uh, Farhan has done a remarkable job flipping that farm system relatively quickly. I want to see Chris Bryan in the playoffs. You know? Me, too. Those but guys, he can play outfield, too, so he's not. He, it should be like kind of wide open if you want him. I just don't know. I feel like it's been quiet on the Chris Bryant front. Can I just say this? Yes. And I know you usually save it for the end of the show on on your Wednesday edition, but I'm going to drop it in here. Too many GMs think alike, and it pisses the hell out of me right now. It really does. I'm, I'm being serious here as a baseball fan because they all want to try and outsmart each other. So they are so unwilling to pull pull off trades. Great job by the Milwaukee Brewers this year. They identified a need. They got Willie Adamas, and he has made a huge difference in the seven weeks he's been there. Not only is he hitting the shit out of the ball, because he couldn't see it in Tampa. He told us that on the Rose Rotation podcast. But he is a fun breath of fresh air for a team that likes to have a good time. And guess what? If they had waited till this week to pull that off, do you think they would have the lead that they have in their division right now? No, no, he's been, like, very good for them. The pitching still is there. But, I mean, they even went and they got um, – they've just been making moves, like, little ones. Like, they've just been doing yep. things and not trying to fix everything internally like so many teams do now. But that is a move that was made weeks ago because a guy was not afraid to pull the trigger on something. Yeah. The rest of these guys, they all sit around and they hold on to their prospects like they're their own children. They're not. They are not. You could. I might get rid of my kids before one of these GMs trades their first round pick from three years ago. Yeah, it's a new new way of thinking. Um, but it's a dumb way of thinking, and it's a bullshit, not fun way of thinking. It's not fun. You go back and you look at old trades. Like, no, there's so many ones that got away. There, there's not many ones that got away. The Yankees traded like. 20 prospects in the last four years, and Yankees fans cried about all of them, and I don't think any of them have stung them. Like, Krapelian's pitching now, but he missed three years, so, like, he wasn't right. part of the window. Um, Tyro Estrada is having a really good month, and um, that one, like, you know, maybe, but, like, I mean, you think of, like, Dustin Fowler, Blake Rutherford, um, Chance Adams, like Justice Sheffield. Justice Sheffield, like there's so many names that, and I'm sure this is the same with other teams. I'm just not as familiar with the last backlog of trades. Rarely, you know, rarely right. is it bad. Like, I was going through the Bobby Abreu trade from from 2006 or whatever, and I was like, you know, none of these prospects did anything. Make trades, so, yeah. And there are people listening, and they're saying, well, hold on. Didn't the White Sox trade Fernando Tatis and they got James Shield? Yes. 
not saying it doesn't happen. It yeah. does. Uh, but at the time, Fernando Tatis wasn't even Fernando Tatis. He just wasn't. Oh, he was probably 14 he years old. He, <laughs> he wasn't looked at that way. So I don't know. It's just, you know, and everybody wants to be so cost effective in the way the game is run. You know, well, if I can get a player and pay him 8% of what I pay a stud player, but I get 50% then I've gained, then that's a win for me. And it's a win for the franchise and it's a win for ownership. You know, it's not a win for your fucking fans. Uh, like we've been I've yet the last 18 months. Help us out. I am usually the curmudgeon that, that says that the fact that we have baseball fans that root for front offices and not players on the field now no. is gross. And that's why I always give the raise shit. Like they make a move and they applaud the front office. And while the front office is incredibly smart, and that's why so many GMs come from the Rays, and I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm just saying there's something wrong with the sport when you have fans cheering for the front office over the players. The front office that always trades guys like right when they become a name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how could you ever buy a jersey if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan? Right? Because what name are you? I'm doing this right now with my kids. They want to get new Browns jerseys. And so we've talked about it. Like four years ago, my oldest son, who's very impulsive, and he's now 20 years old, he called me the night of the NFL draft when we took Deshaun Kaiser in the second round. And he goes, that's it. I got to get a Kaiser jersey. I was like, Josh, he's a second-round pick. He was shitting two years at Notre Dame. Can you slow your roll for just a second? He's like, no, no, no. I said, okay, you're going to pay for it with your holiday money. And he did. And Deshaun Kaiser was gone by the next year. So if you're a raise, and he wasn't even any good. The point here with the raise is they kind of all grow up together, and then we get them out by the time it's you feel good about walking around in a Tyler Glass now jersey. And he's told us multiple times on the Rose rotation that he he's like, I'm not going to be here. I know that, and I'm, I'm okay with it. The Rays, he, Tyler Glass now also said on the Rays rotation, the Rose rotation, that um, – the, all of his entrance music is muffled and blown out because the speakers are terrible in the trap and they're too cheap to fix them. <laughs> Which is true. But he also has, he has um, a very good relationship with the front office. He says, Eric Neander is a guy you can totally walk up to. There's no like holier than thou feeling, which sometimes you get from certain people in front offices. He's like, it's not that. Like, there's no hierarchy in our organization, and maybe that's why it works, and maybe that's why we all buy in, because we know that we understand it. We understand the system they're running. They tell us don't take it personally, and so as long as there's that communication, then they're okay with it. Yeah. It's an interesting rub. It is. It is. I. It's up to the CBA to, to kind of – Take Good back luck. the sport. It's not going to happen. But all right, uh, we were talking about Max Scherzer. Trey Turner's now getting a ton of interest, and I don't like this, Chris. I, I want Trey Turner to stay on the Nationals. I like him with Soto. I like him as part of that core. I don't think the Nationals are um, rebuilding. I think they're retooling. They have so many good players. Um, you know, sometimes years get lost or whatever, and you don't every t- you don't have to have a bad year and then just sell. You know, you can retool in a way, and I really hope he stays on the Nats. Uh, I don't uh, – it's so different because we root for trades a lot here because the chaos factor is fun and all that. But, man, 
keep Turner and Soto together, give them a little bit of an extension, and, and like run that and build around that. You have, yeah, you build around those guys. So I, I was a little like upset when I saw those rumors come out today. I'm like, what? Don't trade Turner. No, that that one's a really weird one to me. I, I'm in exactly the same boat as you. If I want to see a shortstop move, I want to see Trevor Story. Uh, I want to see. I don't know if Baez. I think that he. I think ultimately he ends up staying there. I'll tell you a guy who I think could move. He's not a shortstop this year, but he has been. Is Marcus Simeon? Because if the if the Jays, if they keep kicking the can down the road on their bullpen. I was begging them six weeks ago to go get help, and they didn't. Uh, then what the hell? I mean, that is so interesting. I had not thought about the Blue Jays as sellers at all, but you're right. They're not making the playoffs. No. And I think that they've got – I wish they had done it six or seven weeks ago because, by the way, when you lose a game on June 11th, it counts just as much as when you lose one September 26th. I know it might feel different, but it does count mathematically the same in the standings. So if they had listened to me and gotten some help in the bullpen instead of waited till now, they wouldn't be in this mess. BBD, because- how far are we there from the second wild card? Right now? Yeah. I will find standings Five in one sack. Six, maybe? Because shit, Chris, they got... Like, you know, people are saying the Yankees should sell. The Yankees don't have anything to sell. Well, that's the thing. The Jays do. The Jays have so much to sell while keeping – it's like while being good next year as well because Absolutely. these guys are gone anyway. The, the Jays are four and a half games out with the Yankees and Mariners both ahead of them. In there. Oh, so the that, second they'd have wild to jump card? two teams and the A's for the, if they, to get the second. Four so there's three games. teams ahead of them for the second wild card. Yes. All right, who do they play? Man, because they they could really cash in on Robbie Ray, on Simeon, and get help totally. for next year. Because you're just yep. going to lose them. I hadn't thought about that, their situation at all. Here's, here's the one bugaboo I want to throw into it. They're finally, for the first time since 2019, going back to Toronto. Yeah. And- do you want to you want to smack your fans in the face by saying, "Hey, we really missed you." They got three games against Boston, but I, and they may they may sell some of the guys that are going to expire and like trade for a guy who's going to help next right. year. Or could, could they do? It's been very rare, but like we just saw Tampa do it last week, right? They traded for Nelson Cruz and they shipped out Rich Hill. Is it possible that the, that Toronto could do the same? Try and get rid of certain guys who might be difference makers, but bring in guys that could help them. And hell, let's see if we catch lightning in a bottle and make it this year, but also we've got them under control for next year. Yeah, they could. Or just, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they just said like, hey, Robbie Ray, like we're going to extend you, give you two more years with us or something like that. You know, you found something here. Okay, that's possible. But with if you just team. if you if you if if you know you're not going to bring him back, mm-hmm. is Dolis still pitching? Is he hurt too? They've had a bunch of guys that have been hurt, and they just haven't. You know, Monday night in in Boston, they have a like, chance to win a huge like game there. Dolis is still pitching. His ERA is bad, uh, but it's a reliever, so he's actually been much better than his ERA. 
Right. I hate reliever URA. I'm with you. Um. All right, the Blue Jays. That's an interesting conversation. I didn't know they're not going to sell us. They got, they got three days. They would have had to it. They probably just don't want to like put gloom over the franchise. But you're right. They could they could sell Simeon and get a ton back if, unless they really plan on retaining him and locking him up again. Which I don't think they will. Me neither. But maybe. Uh, real quickly on the Trey Turner front, I think the only reason that got out there is because I think they've tried to work out an extension. So you, the thing is, you've got a huge, huge gap right now between Lindor at 341, Tatis at 340, and then Xander Bogarts is the next active shortstop that is locked up. He got six for 120, and boy, would he love to redo that deal right now because Boston, they got away with it. Because they've got – now you, in the middle, it's everybody else, right? It's, it's Baez, it's Seager, it's Story, it's Correa, it's Simeon if you still count him. And then after next year, it's Turner. So there's no barometer on the middle. What's the middle ground going to be? Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to pay a 28 year old Trey Turner right now 340 million dollars, and he's not going to take 120. It's true. It's crazy how much I'm looking at. Sorry, I'm looking at uh, their their payroll. The Nats. Juan Soto's getting uh, eight and a half million in his. First year of arbitration. <laughs> that's still underpaid for Juan Soto, but that's like a lot for a first-year arbitration player. Would you... Um, a judge was making like five hundred grand after his MVP uh, rookie of the year season. Well, don't you remember when Mike Trout got renewed at like 510000 Like, I think it's, what, didn't his rookie year he finished second in the MVP voting? And he was 21 years old, and they were like, boy, they're going to give him a raise. They renewed him for $10,000 raise. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to hold it against the Angels when he becomes a free agent. $426 million later. Nah, I'm good. I'll stay here. Why not? That is. It's bizarre how it works. It's all going to change soon. Um, Starlin Marte. He's denied an extension. Right. He's a rental. He's good. He is. And I think he had a little bit of a down stretch, but he's coming back off it uh, in a big way since the All-Star break. Since the break, he's got a 439 batting average and a 610 slugging uh, since the break. So where's he going? You know one team we haven't talked about at all? We haven't mentioned them one second of this program but has made the playoffs each of the last three seasons. The Yankees? The Atlanta Braves. Oh. They have played such below-average baseball for them, and I know that Acuna is not there. But And they've got vacancies galore in that outfield. They did just trade for Jock. They did just trade for Steven Vogt. I have a feeling that Alex Anthopoulos is getting trigger-happy. I know it's the same division, but come on, the Marlins just don't want to pay him the last two months of the year. Let's just get him out of Dodge. Maybe he'll give us something that could help us somewhere down the road. Right? Maybe. I, I don't know if the Braves' uh, rental helps them, but that division is still – they can That's do the it. Point. The, div- the division is – Yeah. He, just a thought. He's not going to go for that much. No. He's definitely not. No, you're going to do some – 
Can they uh, can they group him with anyone, the Marlins, to like get a yes. couple more? Yeah, they could. They've got some bullpen arms, I think, that are appealing for teams. Blyer, they can group him with Blyer or with Yimmy. Yimmy, that's yeah. what they. That's what my coworker at Domino's called me from. He was from. Uh, he was from. In Africa, not Morocco, uh, not Egypt. Called you Yimmy. Like Casablanca. What's the country? Yeah, Yimmy. Yimmy. I like it. I like that young boy. Okman. That was his name. Nice. I probably am butchering that just as much as he butchered Jimmy. Absolutely. There's no So I don't, I never cared. It was like, oh. Were you a 30 minutes or less guy? No. No. I would, I was, you got there. You got it when you got, we're New Britain, Connecticut, not the, you know. You got it when I, you got it when you got it. <laughs> I worked, I worked the 10 a.m. to 5 shift and I was the only delivery driver on. So I would, Wait till there was like four orders and then deliver them all. And like, so I'd go like crisscrossing through town. So, what would you make an hour with Domino's with your tips? This was 2011, 2012. Well, whatever I made in, in an hour, probably 10 bucks, 11 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Tip money went straight to my pocket, straight to the bar. Wow. Yeah. Got it. Is this an offline discussion? No, I mean, we would just go to the bar. Jake and I and my crew would go to the bar every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, and then every Saturday night. So t- tips went from uh, the pocket to the bar, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Is there anybody else we should discuss? Take your take your life out of the gutter for just a second? Uh, Frightening BBD there in our home plate. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of, um, you know, guys that are have another year with them that – should be getting traded. Uh, Whit Mer- or there's like, who am I thinking? Whit Merrifield's out there. Yep. Jose Barrios is out there. Um, Gallo's out there. You know, I just don't know. We have like three days, so we'll see what happens. But see, here's why I would make a move if I were those teams that had those players, because I don't know what the offseason climate is going to look like with the collective bargaining agreement expiring on December first or whatever it does. Is there really going to be player movement? Like everybody says, well, we can always trade them in the offseason. Really? Can you? Can you this offseason? They, uh, you know, and the Rangers did that with with um, Lynn last year. Lynn. And then they got they got Dunning. I think they liked Dunning and they wanted him, but um, he's doing all right for a second full year or first full year. Yeah, but, but they yeah. probably could have gotten more. My point is, is that when you have guys that are really good players, I think Gallo's a good player. I think Whit Merrifield's a really good player. I think Barrios will certainly give you innings. And if somebody can tap in, I always felt like I wanted a half gear more out of him. If you can get them for two playoff chases as a team, then I feel good on the other side of a trade. Like I, I am willing to give up a little bit more for two playoff chases. I agree. I, I I'm kind of uh, uh, paradoxing myself or being hypocritical in a way because on one hand I want so many teams to stop um, rebuilding all the time and trading stars. I want baseball to entice keeping a star. So like that logic, 
you know, if this, if the, when they negotiate the CBA and they do all the arbitration and year and salaries and returns, like they should entice teams to keep homegrown stars. It's so rare to have a homegrown star, and that mindset says you got to keep Gallo, reward the fan base, keep them, try to extend them, build around them. Is he a build around guy? I don't know. He could be. If the sticky stuff's gone and he keeps hitting like this. But then also part of me loves chaos and loves trades and would love to see Gallo in the playoff push. So it's like I want homegrown talent. I want stars to stay with their team that they come up on. But I also want all the talent and the home and all the big names in the postseason. So it's I contradict myself there sometimes. Listen, I think the Rangers have butchered this whole thing. Now, I know they got caught in the pandemic last year when they opened the stadium, so that kind of sucks for them. But I would wipe the slate clean. I would trade Gallo. I would trade Gibson. I would get what I could. I would hit the reset button. They used to spend a lot of money. You know, hopefully this year with them having fans in the stands has helped a little bit ease a financial burden. And I would just say, we got to hit reset and let's go. You know, let's try and entice people to come down to our tax-free state, I guess. Ian Kennedy's having a good year, too, isn't he? Or he was for a while. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a guy that, that could move. He's another guy. So just package all three to my Yankees. Deal? Get you get relief help. You get starting pitching help for next year as well. And Gallo for this year, next year as well. Give him the farm. You giving up Davey Garcia? Yeah. I uh yeah. I'm very cynical of prospects. I especially pitching prospects. Uh it's probably one out of twenty work out. Especially undersized guys. Especially short, yeah, shortest. Okay. Davey's so young though. So like he's so young, but all the other Yankees pitching prospects that got hyped, I, I didn't believe in. Fair enough. Um, even Severino came up. He had to go to the bullpen first. So, you know, it takes time. You, no one's going to crack and be a – not for the Yankees anyway, but – Like what um, we saw from Davey last year, but yeah, he's happy got to have him around. Two-pitch pitcher, and they made him scratch his other pitch. So, he's getting crushed in the minors right now. But I, I'd, I'd trade anyone but the Martian for that. For that. For, you know, you get Gibby next year and Gallo. Mm-hmm. I think so. That would look great in that stadium. Uh, I, but also, that they're not going to do that. Ian Kennedy is my biggest. I irrationally hated him when I was a teenager, Rose. Like, he was, you know, when you're, you're 15 years old and you just, like, you just hate a guy. And now, you're, now I'm an adult and I'm like, well, you don't really hate them. Like, they're just guys. No, you don't hate them. You think you of don't. them as humans now instead of when you're right. Kennedy got used to get rocked. It was him, Jabba, and yep. Hughes used to get rocked. And then in his post-game press conference, he was like, I think I threw the ball well. And, like, 16-year-old me would just be like, oh, shut up. Well, you know what? They did him wrong because they didn't allow him to grow out that uh, barbecue sauce beard. <laughs> yeah. played so beautifully elsewhere around the league. That was, <laughs> I just think it could, he could have had a different career there in the Bronx. You know, yeah. he married a, uh, a hoop player from USC. So their kids are going to be, and they've got like five or six kids or whatever. I think they got like five or six kids, and I think they have like 
the most charities ever. I think they're like get like the Act of Valor Award. I think they're Good. like incredibly stand up, awesome people. But yeah, my teenager me hated them. Yeah, it's okay. Pays to be immature. You'll see that as a parent coming up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. These parents never complained about that. We 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 have a lot of. I just want to ask trade rumors. The Kennedys have yeah. six children. The Kennedys have six children. Yes. Trade rumors. I don't believe anything, uh, Rose. And and by the way, a p- quick PSA: you do not have to make children every time you have sex. Well, you don't. Just Some people, you know. Well, actually, I I did. That's why we only have two kids. <laughs> so we continue on. Uh, what do you believe? What do you don't believe? You know, you're like for this Trevor Story situation. This is what we've heard today. Today alone, basically. John Heyman says the Yankees officially made an offer. Uh, no, he didn't use the word officially because that would be different in my brain. He said the Yankees made an offer for uh, Trevor Story. Then he went on TV and he said, and I have a long beef with Heyman and how he tweets, but he went on TV and he said uh, they made an offer. It wasn't a good one. Then all the reports came out that says there have been six or eight offers put in for Trevor Story. The interim GM for the Rockies, comes out and says, I'd say it's a little bit lower than that. Or did he say higher? And it's like, how much, this seems like all nonsense and grandstanding. Right. So how, you've been in the industry forever, how do you navigate trade rumors, this? Obviously, it's different in in the Twitter age now than it was before, but what's to believe? So first of all, I don't believe anything that comes out of an employee's mouth. Nothing. Why in the world would they say anything in front of a microphone or to a reporter and put their name on it? It never serves them well. So when you hear, that's why, you know, Heim Bloom earlier when you were saying, well, they're not in the rental business. Really? So if the, if the Nats just came to you and said, hey, just take Scherzer off our hands. Like, we don't even want a prospect. We just don't want to pay him anymore this year. Well, all of a sudden you're in the rental business. So don't give me that shit. I don't anything you hear out of a employee's mouth where their name is attached to something. I don't believe it. And then the tweets or the reports that say so and so is interested in Jose Barrios. Yep. What What does that mean? There's so many escape words that I I call them escape oh. words or safe words that you know they showed interest in or they're asking about or. That means nothing. You could you that you can come back from that. Look at this. John Heyman tweeted out today that this made me mad. I had to mute him on Twitter. I don't know John. I've never met him. I never worked with him. Um, I only you know I never even watch him on TV. He might be great on TV. I don't know. But his Twitter is the worst thing in the world, and I advise everyone to mute him whenever chance I get. He tweeted out and somehow this got my timeline. He said. Um, Interest is immense in Max Scherzer, who is suddenly the most impactful guy in the market and very likely to be traded. There are said to be about, so there are said to be about. That means this is nothing. All those words together means none of this is anything. 14 teams that have called for Max Scherzer. 14 is what John Heyman's saying that have called for a rental Max Scherzer that costs like 20 million bucks or whatever. All right. So a few things I, I worked with John. Um, I always liked doing stuff with him because I thought he was like a caricature. Uh, you know, now the people who do reporting for a living have another opinion about him and I'm not here to share or not share, but I always 
felt like, and I haven't done it in a while, so forgive me if I'm rusty, <clears throat> but I always did a John Heyman impression. Oh, okay. I don't I even don't, know what his voice know. sounds like, but I'm Oh, I'm yeah. Down. BBD, have you ever heard him on MLB Network? I have heard him. Okay, so I am going to read the same tweet as John Heyman. Okay. Well, <clears throat> here we go. So uh, interest is uh, predict predictably immense in uh, Max Scherzer, who's suddenly the most impactful guy in the market and, and very likely to be traded. I mean, there's said to be about 14 teams that have called, including some barely in the race. So once again, Max Scherzer, free agent at the end of the season. The Nationals don't want to give him up, but uh, hey, who wouldn't want Max Scherzer? <laughs> BBD? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, that did ring a bell in my head because I, I remember the whole uh, check swing video recently. Uh, yeah, so, so just wishy-washy. Yeah, I can't read a Heyman tweet without doing his voice in my head is what that's it's funny. come down to. So that's why I I kind of really love when John Heyman hits send on Twitter just so I could have something else to read into my head. I talked at winter meetings, I asked, because I always feel bad. And I was asking some of the reporters that we were talking to, you know, so what's going on here? Like, how is he allowed to just tweet this stuff? It's so wishy-washy. He stirs oh, yeah, everyone up. A lot of eye rolls. Yeah. A lot of eye rolls. And uh, I don't know. I guess I rip him. I rip his tweets a lot. Someone, one of them just responded to me and said, some column, some columnist should stay columnist. He is the, um, I will say this when I see him in person, he is the, uh, uh, reporter version of Will Myers, meaning they both look like they just got out of bed every time you see them. <laughs> oh, he's no. always rocking some nice white sneakers with his suit. Now we're seeing him. He is, and it, you know, once he gets put together, he's fine. But man, you see him around the office; it's literally like a hairs all over the place. The tie is like hanging off to the side, un- half of an untucked, unbutton, a button-up shirt. You know, where just one part is untucked in the front, and the other part is tucked in. It's quite a process to get him from A to B. <laughs> um, you know, he's the king of those Buster. When Buster walks through the winter meetings crowd, we we saw that one time. We like he got stuck. By the way, did Buster lose weight? I don't know. Was he on? Sun- I didn't see. Was he on I Sunday seen night a baseball? Full body shot in a long time. I, I saw him on Sunday night for just a second, and I went, "Hmm, did he lose weight?" It certainly wasn't from smiling all the time. We know it's not that. Me and Buster are going to start a podcast about uh, baseball in the Civil War. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know that yet. It might be down the line, you know. But can you? Uh... As, you, as long as you throw in some Vanderbilt Commodore talk, we should be fine. I'll bring oh. Jake in for that because he's dating a girl that went to Vandy. Vandy so that means Jake. You went to Vandy? She went to Vandy, yeah. Oh, so she's cute and she's smart? Yep, yep. And uh, she, um, Jake, well, not she, Jake always says he's like, you know, I've been left, I've been allowed in to the Vandy club. And he always makes jokes when we interview Vandy guys about that. And one, one player, uh, Straight up was like, no. Yeah. I think most of them. Most of them go along with it. And one player right. was like, mm, no, you're not allowed to. They go along with it as the joke. Yeah. Dansby Swanson was like, nah, you're you're not a Vandy person. So, Because they have like a Vandy only gym that only Vandy college oh, yeah. players go to. And oh, yeah. Jake made a joke about like, so I'll show up. Like, I'll, I'll be there next offseason. Dansby didn't allow it to be a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, no. No, you're Austin not. Riley told us that when we had him on, you know, he was going to go to Mississippi State. 
And I said, well, did you get in, in all over Dansby? Because he went to Vandy and you were going to go to Mississippi state. He's like, yeah, I gave it to him. He said, it, it's actually a little weird. I, I use their gym in the off season there in Nashville. I said, Oh, you got to go rocking a bulldog shirt. Like, yeah. College world series. And he's like, no, yeah. I will not get invited back. Like he wasn't joking. Yeah. He said, it's a serious crew. They will not invite me back. Yeah. Jake's okay. Jake's not invited once. So right. <laughs> right. He's out. Right. Is there anything else we missed? Um, I'm excited to see how this plays out. There's seemingly so many options, but not all of them are going to get moved because GMs are scared. So on Friday, when you do this, do you have to wait for the trade deadline to do talking baseball? We are in limbo about what we want to do because I want to do, I always want to do the craziest thing. So we'll be going live for the series recap a little earlier in the day. So there's like, has its room to breathe. Yes. And there's going to be some additional talking baseball content. We don't know exactly what that'll be. Yeah, well, we're figuring it out. We got to talk to Ploof once he gets back from Cabo. But, I mean, Thursday and Friday, seemingly, we're on call all day. Well, I'm around if you need me, my man. We'll, we'll, we'll have to tune in. Yeah, if there's something big, we should just call up everyone. Get them, like, you know, everyone. Let's just and, go. Yeah. Oh, that's the fun of it, man. And so it's it's nice to feel that rush about being on call. And then – postseason all that stuff so i'm, ex- I'm excited like we're saving we're saving baseball lives one at a time yeah can't wait yeah on crashing call. Yeah, that's He's why i was say to my wife I'm on, I'm on call for breakdowns tonight she's like so you suck <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait till you explain uh, that to said child Good yeah go into the basement for a little see ya bud or a gal whatever i have all right. Well, thank you very much for stepping in for vacation, it's boys. Talking some baseball with pleasure. us. BBD, uh, it's good seeing you, friend. Good to see you, friend. You, you have any upcoming guests you want to promote? Any? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we've got the uh, Trevor May Dom Smith episode is out, and it included one of my favorite stories that we've done in the whatever 46 episodes about Dom Smith, who is a chronic breaker of and loser of phones. He said 25, he, he said, yeah. Yeah, and including the one, the day he got called up to the majors, he had to take a red eye, so no, none of his family members knew, and he got off the plane to take a piss, and he pissed on his phone in the urinal when he dropped it. Oh, man. I heard, I heard that. I dropped, I dropped my phone at a, in, a, in a toilet in Nebraska once on a road trip. I was Did just – I was just, out? Yep. Same, I know I heard you were grossed out by him, but – I actually swooped in and grabbed it so quickly it didn't even get water damage. Was it in a pooper or urine? No, I was peeing into a sit-down toilet. I was peeing oh, in a stall. One of those guys. No, no, the, the urinals were taken. I'm not one of those guys. I can't be. I have a friend that's one of those guys. Know. So, yeah. Okay. Is that a bar in Nebraska? Lincoln, Nebraska. Fell in because I was texting while peeing and drunk, and then I yep. scooped it so fast. Took it to the paper towels, got it dry, cleaned it up, and it worked. I was I was on a I was on a third day of a like a two week trip, so I was like, thank God. Tell your buddy that he's one of the guys that pisses all over the seat covers. Yeah, he has to go to a stall to go urinate. Jesus. <laughs> well, on right. that note, on thank that you note. for having me. It's always fun hanging out here on the. Talking baseball, the number one podcast in the baseball world. And tune in to um, Trevor and Rose. Uh, they go live on Instagram every day 
Uh, and it's also republished on the JM Baseball YouTube channel. And if you just want to be in the know on the five storylines of baseball every day during lunch break when you're at the office, it is, it's really good stuff. So tune into that. And we'll see you for more trade updates. Uh, there's the music. Thanks, guys. Jake sucks. <laughs>